Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I am your host. My name is Steve Barber, and my absolutely spectacular co-host is Waylon Davis. Say hello, Waylon. Hey, everybody. Yeah, I forgot to write down all the, the <laughs> all the adjectives, all the adjectives that you know I'm going to use. But I had to think of that one. I was like, wait a minute, Joyland's spectacular, so oh, that works. <laughs> and today we are actually going to do another watch along. And in the theme of the current news around CM Punk, we are going to be doing a watch along of the Money in the Bank pay per view match that he had with John Cena in 2011 for the WWE Championship. And I had to confess to Joylin a couple of minutes ago, I have never actually watched this match. So for me, it's also going to be kind of a reaction. Um, well, not really a video, but it's, but it's going to be a reaction podcast as well. But I've heard that this match is just spectacular. Yeah, it's an amazing match. Uh, Punk and John Cena just, they have like great chemistry anyway. Every match they've ever had has been a really good match, but this is by far like the best match they ever had. And this, this should dispel that John Cena can't wrestle thing that everybody likes to say because he, he more than held his own in this match. And part of this, and I, and I was reading about what the buildup for the match was. And then, and I was looking at the Wikipedia are actually talking about it as well. There was a lot of drama going on with this and it makes me wonder how much was real and how much was part of the story. Yeah. I've always wondered that how much, yeah. How much of this was real life animosity that they were just saying on screen. Um, Cause yeah, there was, there was some heat behind a lot of these promos. Right. And now since CM Punk is <laughs> literally going on record because when he said it in front of uh, gotten everybody last week on uh, on AEW uh, on Rampage that he left the wrestling business for seven years and everybody knows that he was yeah. in the WWE for seven years or not was it yeah. seven or however long he left the, the wrestling business yeah um, let's see he got there I think in he left Ring of Honor in 2005, and then he left WWE in 2014. 2014, so nine years. Yeah. And he said he had left the wrestling business. And we yeah. ever, that's a very thinly veiled swipe at the WWE. Yeah. But before we start that, let me go ahead and give our contact and listening info. If you would like to email us any kind of feedback, any kind of social suggestions, if you just want to say hi, the email address is armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to find us on some of our social media, you can find us on facebook.com slash armchairbooking. You can find us on Instagram at armchairbooking. You can find us on Twitter at bookingarmchair. And you can also find us on YouTube. Maybe one day we'll actually have videos, but the channel is there, and I promise one day we will actually have videos. But for now, if you listen to audio only, you can find us on uh, Apple Music, also iTunes. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on, on iHeartRadio. You can find us on Stitcher. You can find us on uh, Amazon Music. You can find us on Google Play. And last but certainly not least, we're hosted by Block Talk Radio. And do yes. you have I missed anything? No. Well, once again, you got them all. Cool. And through the lovely just Googling just everything, uh, I've been finding a lot of third-party platforms that that we're on 
we're also because we're on Amazon Music, we we can also be put on Audible. We can also be put on if you have an Alexa Echo or Dot. <laughs> it still triggered mine, but it didn't start. The blue the blue ring came on, but it didn't start. Did it? Did it, for yeah. me saying that? <laughs> That's <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> so if you have one of those, you can actually listen to us through there because I've done it and Dwayne does it. So we know it works. So there are so many different ways to listen to us. And I actually also had some interesting news yesterday, sort of, I want to call it news. I actually interviewed another wrestler from the NWF for the Northern Wrestling Federation. That'd be Miss Riley Matthews because she has a Northern Wrestling Wrestling Federation Women's Revolution title match against Mean Selena Dean this coming Saturday up in Fairfield, Ohio. And Roger Ruffin, of course, the owner, the man who runs the NWF, he hit me up and asked me if I could interview her. I said, oh, absolutely. And I said, I bet I have some time tonight. And so I was able to interview her. Kind of a short interview because Riley has only been in the business uh, just a few months, maybe five months. And I've actually seen, oddly enough, I've seen her wrestle twice, and that's pretty much most of her matches. <laughs> so she's, yeah, I mean, she's had very few matches, but I was actually, I guess, privileged enough to see her debut match right before it was a, a, literally a few days before my wife had her surgery because they had they had an outdoor event it was actually in a, the parking lot of a car dealership that is located uh, closer to cincinnati and she actually had her debut match against another woman named breezy who had her debut match as well oh okay. yeah you you would not have known it was a debut match for either one of them and the only reason I knew is because Roger told me it was her debut match. <laughs> and I said, oh, you're kidding me. And he said, yeah. He said, this is both of their first match. And I was like, I said, what? I said, you couldn't tell. And no, he, man. So, and like I told Riley last night, I said, well, you're impressing somebody because you're already in the title picture. So that, you know, I think they have some confidence in her. And Breezy, I would imagine – she is also probably the title picture. However, I have a feeling that she's aligned with Selena Dean. You know, oh. on one side of the, you know, there's, you have people on the one side of the fence and people on the other side of the fence. Yeah. And I have a feeling she's on the same side of the fence as, as small and mean Selena Dean. But unfortunately, I'm actually going to miss the match because we are going to ask you if you're going to get to go to that show. Yeah, we, we are actually going to be going up to Dayton Saturday to go see my daughter. We haven't seen her since she left for college, and we had already planned to visit her, except for I thought we were going on Sunday, and my wife let me know, no, it's on Saturday. We're going <laughs> on, so, um, so, and plus with my wife, this will be the first time she's traveled that far since she had her surgery, and so this is also kind of that test, and so I'd actually thought maybe, well, you know, maybe we could swing by Fairfield on the way back home, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, that won't fly. Nah. You know, and since I like sleeping indoors, I'm going to, you know, have to miss it, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Sleeping outside in this heat's not a good plan. (laughs) No, it's not because we are starting to get some mosquitoes up here and the humidity is just getting stupid. It's got like the Hopkinsville humidity. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Yeah, That's how it is. I'm, you know, I'm in uh, Western Kentucky and West Paducah. And it is just, as I always like to say, it is just disrespectful outside. Yeah. 
And I'll actually, I'll always uh, say about the weather being disrespectful. I was like, as Dwaylon says, this weather, <laughs> this weather is disrespectful. <laughs> uh, so, and I cannot think of too much other news besides obviously, you know, CM Punk himself actually showing up on AEW Dynamite on Wednesday. And he actually looks reinvigorated. I mean, he is he really ready. does. Did you catch the uh, have you have you watched Dynamite yet? I was actually watching a little bit of it last night while I was waiting for Ryder to come on. And I so I caught most of it because we actually didn't start the interview at the time that we had originally scheduled. And so I was watching Dynamite while I was waiting. Okay. Did you catch his uh, did you catch his not subtle hint about Daniel Bryan? I caught that today watching like some of the videos. Yeah. Um, oh, what do you say? He said, hold on, hold on, be patient or something like that. Wrong, yeah, wrong promo the, or something. Yeah, the crowd started chanting yes. And uh, he said, that's somebody else's stick. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, he's like, you just have to be a little more patient. And of so, course, the crowd erupted because, you know, they know they knew what that meant. Yeah. And I would say that he has the crowd the past two nights just eating right out of his hand which he's really i don't think he ever really lost that because as we start this video that well we're watching the video obviously if people watch it or listening to it audio only we're actually going to play the audio of some of the promos that actually led up to this match now once the match starts we're going to turn the audio off uh, unless well unless there's a point that you tell me, hey, turn the audio on. You got to hear this one particular thing. But, but yeah, but usually during the matches, we would have the audio off. And part of that is because we don't want to get a copyright notice put on us. Not at and, all. Yeah. But the promos themselves, they, um, from what I did watch that part earlier today. And yeah, that gets pretty pretty heated and that's all we were saying it makes me wonder how much of this is is part of the story how much of it is a real yeah 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 so i've always wondered that same thing and i've watched this match like several times since 2011 and i'm still curious about how much of it was like was scripted and how much of it was real exactly so without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and if anybody would like to would like to watch along with us, it you find the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. If you go to your Peacock Network, go to WWE, go to the Money in the Bank pay-per-view icon where it has all the Money in the Banks lined up for you, apparently. Go to season two. Yes, season two. And of course, episode one, one episode. Why can't they put it as years? Because when the, uh, I was wondering that too, but I was, I read somewhere that when they there the algorithm for Peacock is set up for you know it's set up for TV, so it's set up by automatically by for seasons of stuff. So when they got WWE Network, when they got all that footage, the algorithm just set it up like television series. Yeah, and I get what you know them doing that, but it just 
for a wrestling fan, you know it, it's it's an OCD thing. We're gonna let that yeah, look at that every yeah. time and just go. Yeah. But anyway, we are at the one fifty nine twenty five mark. If anyone would like to watch along with us, and I'm about to hit play. I'm gonna go three, two, one, and play. Ladies and gentlemen, the future of the WWE as we know it is in jeopardy. CM Punk has put the WWE and Chairman Mr. McMahon on notice. I'm going to turn it down a little bit. I didn't realize how loud that was. Do I have everybody's attention now? Can you hear it okay, Joel? I was suspicious. Vincent K. McMahon because of some things that I said. I didn't get in trouble because I announced July 17th is the day my contract comes to an end. And trust me when I tell you, I am leaving, I am leaving with the WWE Championship. I didn't just get in trouble because I said this company inside and outside the ring are filled with a parade of shameless ass kissers. I didn't just get in trouble because of this little nugget. And I'd like to think that maybe this company will be better after Vince McMahon's dead, dead, dead. I got in trouble basically because I have the balls to say things that nobody else has the balls to say. But never fear, tonight, not only am I reinstated. CM Punk's reinstated, you've got your match. Vince McMahon desperately wants to sign me to a very long-term, very lucrative contract with World Wrestling Entertainment. It's funny to me that Vince is bending over backwards to give me everything I've ever wanted. My face on everything. I want cups, posters, spoons, knives, forks, my own jet. CM Punk the movie. And the reason it's funny is because all I've ever really wanted is this little microphone. See, this, this is power. I am the voice of the voiceless. Do I have everybody's attention now? In anybody else's hands, this is a microphone. In my hands, it's a pipe bomb. It's, I'll kick you in the nuts and you'll smile at me and like it and show me some respect. Vince, you will apologize for suspending me. You will apologize. Apologize. You will apologize. We usually don't have that language on the here, but yeah, but it's not us. It's not us. This is my favorite part of this promo. Hey, there was an Air Force Master Sergeant there. I used to be one of those. Yeah. I remember watching that earlier and I was like, oh, yeah, I think that punch was real. Now, 
as a Yankees fan, I love the shot about the Red Sox. <laughs> I mean, they're they are they are chanting and just they're popping for him before his music even hits. Now, what is this song here? Uh, that is um, Fire Still Burns. I think it's by a band called Kill Switch Engage. Oh, I like okay, I like Kill Switch Engage. Um, it was originally supposed to be Randy Orton's theme song. Okay. And then, I don't know if Orton didn't like it, or he came out to it on one episode of Raw and then switched back to um, Burning in My Light or whatever his theme was before Voices. Alright. I am actually going to go ahead and kill the okay. theme now, so but yeah, that pop, because we were also discussing earlier, I think it was actually yesterday when we were texting each other, excuse me, whether or not this pop was as big as the pop that he had last Friday night. I think the one last Friday night was actually bigger than this one, but this one was huge. Yeah, that one was huge. And, but yeah, that, that pop Friday night, though, yeah, I, I have to agree. I think it was bigger than this one. Not, taking nothing away from this one, but that was a, we have waited patiently seven years mm -hmm. to see you. And look at all this. Okay. There's a few signs of Cena wins. We riot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, well, one has said if Cena wins, we riot. Another one said if punk loses, we riot. Yeah. And I will have to admit, admit this about CM Punk. I mean, and I'll be the first one to say, I'm not the greatest CM Punk fan. And that's really because it's more, along the lines of some of the things that Phil Brooks has done. Yeah. But I got to admit, the man, he knows how to do a promo and he knows how to work the crowd. Yes. And you got to have some serious confidence to be able to get in there and do that in front of uh, millions of people. Yeah. And he's, it was like, he's all, even in his younger days, you could tell it was there. He just had to kind of hone it. But like he was even like even like when he was on the independence, even his early he had a like a short stint in the early days of TNA. You could see it. You could tell, you could tell it was there. He just had to perfect it. And it's like by the time his run in Ring of Honor was about up, you could tell he already knew how to, you know, how to control a crowd with just a few words. Oh, Chicago made punk. Okay. Never thought about that being the CM. He changes it all the time though. No, nobody but him really knows what that's what that means. Punk City. Yeah, you can tell the crowd. Now, this past Friday night, do you happen to know what venue they were in? Uh, the Allstate Arena. Okay, so yeah, this is Ro they're in Rosemont for this one. Yeah, it's the same. Um, I believe I'm not a hundred percent sure because I remember back in um, 
like the nineties, WWE would go to Chicago a lot and it would be in uh, Rosemont. And I can't remember if they changed Rosemont to Allstate or if it's a different venue altogether. I'm going to look that up real quick. Okay. With the Pepsi on his shoulder because, well, you like Pepsi. Yep. And just reading about his background, I mean, he has a chip on his shoulder, but his the chip on his shoulder against the world, I mean, it, it, it is real. Yeah. Because he talks about, you know, his mom, um, what, she was schizophrenic? And yeah, she, I believe so. Yeah, she had some, you know, unfortunately, and she had some mental health issues, and his dad was an alcoholic, and, yeah. and so that's why he is is straight edge and that's not a that's not just for the character i mean that's that's actually him yeah and have you ever heard the story about when he was at a get-together it was some kind of something honoring um harley race and everyone was doing shots and you're not going to not do a shot for harley race because then they actually looked at him they were like okay what are you going to do and he said you know what he said it's just one he said, I'll be okay. And he actually did the shot. You oh, know? okay. And he said, because it is Harley. He said, I will do one for Harley. Right. You know, so I mean, so he's not, he's not too much of a jerk about it. Right. Um, the the Allstate Arena where they were on Rampage when he debuted, mm-hmm. um, that is the old Rosemont Horizon. Oh, so the exact same building. Is exact same building. They just uh, trying to see when it changed. Uh, so ten years later, just we're just over ten years later. Yeah, returns to this very building, and yep. I wonder how. I wonder how many people in the audience for this right here were also in the audience for the AEW show. Probably a bunch. Yep. It just looks because the all state. Yeah, ten years the, older. Uh, uh, you know the the Allstate, the insurance company, they signed a a contract. Uh, in this says June 9th of nineteen ninety nine to acquire naming rights to the arena. So, I am not really seeing any John Cena signs out there. Oh no, this was definitely a pro punk crowd. Those the the booze that John Cena got when he made his entrance was probably, of course, there's more people at this show than there was at One Night Stand 2006, but it was on that level of animosity towards Cena as the ECW crowd gave him when he defended against Van Dam. I'm going to guess Cena is probably supposed to be the face in this match. Oh yeah, Cena was supposed to be yeah, <laughs> Cena was supposed to be the face in this feud, but that was not going to happen in Chicago. If he'd have wrestled anybody else in Chicago, Cena probably would have been the face. But you're not going to be the face when when CM Punk's at home. That's like playing the Bulls in Chicago. You're not yeah. you're not going to be the favorite. No, you're not. And Cena, I mean, he looks focused, and maybe that's why they just had to zoom right in on his face like that. Yeah. Okay, here's one thing. If I was a wrestling promoter, 
and I was kind of running, I would tell everyone with any kind of body jewelry, take it off before you start the match. Yeah. And, and if that's honestly, that's for safety reasons. Yeah. Cause I mean, anything can happen. You could get, especially some of the wrestlers that wear like clothing, like you could get it caught on mm-hmm. a piece of clothing or anything. Yeah. And because CM Punk, you know, he has that lip ring. Yeah. And he could easily get that caught. Like if John Cena were to throw up even a working punch, his finger could still catch that and, and rip it out of his lip. Yeah. Or those wristbands that Cena wears, they could get caught yes. depending on what movie he's doing. Oh, we've got some chain wrestling going. How, how often do we see hammerlocks nowadays? And then a reverse hammerlock into an oop snap. Let's see. Oh, look at this. I'm enjoying this already. This is looking like some old mid Atlantic stuff. Uh-huh. Headlock and Punk's telling him what to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this one of the things. If if we had the volume turned up, I'm pretty sure if it was Cena telling him what to do, he'd say it loud enough for everybody to hear. Oh yeah, <laughs> Cena just. <laughs> And I can't imagine how loud it is when you're in the ring and everybody's, you know, everybody's cheering or booing or whatever. And I'm sure he's trying to be loud enough to so the, his opponent can hear. But, I mean, he's shouting that stuff. It is clear as a bell. Yeah. All right. We're going to do headlock, off the ropes, elbow. Okay, John. Yeah. It's like, calm down, John. It's okay. Calm down, John. Yeah, we're, we're, we can hear you, dude. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey John, pull your pants up, man. Yeah, pull up your pants. I still can't believe he's rocked George this entire time. He has. And I I'm pretty sure you've done something athletic in jeans or jean shorts at some point. Yes. And it, it, it is the most uncomfortable thing. I don't know how he does it. And with a belt on. Yeah. But I mean, it's his look now, or it's been his look yeah. now for. Yeah, if he changed it now. I mean, people would people would riot if he changed that look. Yeah, whether they love whether they love him or hate him, like that's his look. Well, did you see that he gave the uh, the fans kind of a farewell message? He said he'll be back. He's not retiring, but he's going back to Hollywood for a bit. Yeah. Next move. Yeah, um, at the uh, at the end after after SummerSlam went off the air, they had Brock Lesnar pretty much take him to Suplex oh, City. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I figured that the, the original report was that he was going to stick around past uh, SummerSlam, but I guess his he I guess the shooting for his next movie was sooner than they thought. Ah. Okay, here we go. Headlock takeover and Jay Punk rolls over in his stomach. And there you go. Yes. Um, one of the things that I'd actually heard in an interview with, I think it was with Steve Austin. He was talking about when he first started wrestling in um, Memphis. I think, I believe, yeah, he's, did he start in Memphis or did he, or he start in Dallas? He started in Dallas at the Sportatorium. Okay. okay. So he was like the last days of world class then. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't realize Punk threw drop kicks, but okay. Now that that was some good. That's some good wrestling there. Yeah, I mean they do they do some excellent chain wrestling in this match, and like I said, this 
if anybody thinks that John Cena actually cannot wrestle, they need to watch this match. He can wrestle. I've always said that John Cena always steps up when he's in the ring with somebody who can get that kind of work out of him. Right. Like a Daniel Bryan, you know, a CM Punk, a Daniel Bryan, guys like that. You're so, somebody who could also do it, basically. Exactly. You're not gonna get you're not gonna get chain wrestling John Cena when he you stick him in the ring with the great Kali. Well, you're not gonna really get any wrestling with these stick in. No, you're not gonna get <laughs> you're not gonna get anything. Yeah, that's true. That is a bad <laughs> Okay. Say him and Miz. You're not okay. gonna get the same level match that you're gonna get when you put him in the ring with a CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, a Triple H even. Triple H could get good matches out of John Cena. Yeah. Uh, but while I was saying about Steve Austin, one of his one of his podcasts, he was talking about, yeah, you know, he was still green and he was still learning, but he would put him in a headlock, but then it'd be like me or you, like you, you know, you see us like in a fight. We put one of us puts the other one in a headlock, but we always hold it down by our waist. Yeah, and he said he was doing that, and they had to tell him, "No, you hold, you get him in the headlock, and you, and you hold it up." The reason why is because if they're in the headlock, they're going to be talking to you. He said, right. "They can't talk to you if if you've got them down." Yeah. Okay, he's throwing them forearms. Plus, on that point, I think in the the WWE, you know, because they're so visual with any, everything, I think they like the headlock up top so that you can see the expression on the person's face. The way he's seen it, like the way he does that bulldog, how he doesn't like grab them in the head like to do it. And it's just the, uh, he's, well, I don't like any time they have somebody bouncing off the corner. Yeah. Cause to me, that doesn't make any sense because every other time you throw them, they, they kind of bam and they stay there. But this time all of a sudden they're bouncing them doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But when he comes off with that bulldog, how he doesn't completely wrap his head around their head because I mean he's on the move anyway. He just kind of reaches up and grabs her head. Oh, that's a nice clothesline. It looked like it was kind of stiff too. <laughs> <laughs> but the way he did that, I was like, I've always kind of appreciated that. I'm like, okay, that's a little different. Yeah. Also, one of the things since I oh I'll step on his hand, if that's on purpose. But one of the things, of course, learned as an adult uh, about a lot of things you don't think about as a kid watching wrestling. How John Cena has the wristbands, how how CM Punk has the tape around his wrist, and you see all the wrestlers they have the tape around their wrists. And yes, some of that is yeah, I'm going to hide the blade in there if I have a blade. But the other part is when their opponent grabs them by the wrist to do an Irish whip off the ropes, they have to have something to grip. Yeah, yeah, because your hands, because uh, well, your hands will slip right hand, off if you don't. Yeah, because they're so sweaty and your hands are sweaty. Yeah, you'll, you'll your hands will slip right off. Yep. So they have that the tape around there, and uh, now, now see a punk. He needs to whenever he's telling John something, he just kind of goes down for a sick tells him in his ear. Looks like he's trying to give him a kiss on the ear. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. There, see, um, yeah. I don't think John does that. <laughs> I believe I'm pretty. Yeah. Well, I, I think at this time he was was he still married to his, his first wife? Yeah, or his yeah. only wife, I guess. 
Oh, John throwing them right hands. Okay, that was a that was a quick almost fisherman suplex. Yeah. That just the way he just did that one is the way Brock Lesnar, when he does a vertical suplex, he doesn't just yeah. grab him and throw the arm around his head and what just happened. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching this, pause it. Because there we go. No idea what just happened there. And here we go. Okay. Yeah, my screen all of a sudden went wonky. It didn't. I'm pretty sure you saw that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let me put this back in full screen, too. There we go. Oh. Okay, he's got the head. Yeah, we're seeing some really good wrestling here. Yeah. I can see, yeah, I can I mean, see why. It was excellent. see summer of 2011 july actually i was in the states during this match we were actually on leave and this is around july 17th i want to say i was down in north carolina at my dad's house oh really yeah and either that or we had just gotten back to ohio because what we did we flew into cincinnati because my car was actually at my mother-in-law's house, but we flew into Cincinnati. We stayed in my mother-in-law's house for about three or four days. We went down to Hopkinsville to my mom's house for about a week or so. In fact, we were actually there over 4th of July and the Western Kentucky State Fair, because you remember? Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that's the first time I'd been to the fair whew, in a long time, <laughs> about 18 years. Yeah, I, haven't, I haven't been to the fair in forever. Actually, I say 18 years is about 19 years because it's the first time I've been to the fair since 1992. <laughs> yeah. And it was also the 20 the year reunion was also going, going on at that, that time, too. Um, so, yeah, I, had, I actually had a lot going on in Hopkinsville. Imagine that. And, you know, but we were there and ended up going to North Carolina for that same thing for about a week, you know, a little over a week, and then went back to Ohio for about a week and then flew back to England. Oh, okay. You know, so, um, yeah, there, there, there we go. And yeah, it took, uh, because of the 10 year reunion, Tawana needed a dress. And so we went to the Penny Raw Mall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's not even a mall anymore. I mean, I don't know when the last time it was you were there, but. Um, I was there a few years ago. Somebody new bought the mall and they actually put some new stores in it, but it's still, you know, it's not how it was when we were kids, you no. know. Of course, I also noticed uh, if you look at like a Google map uh, outline of Hopkinsville to where the boundaries are, mm -hmm. for when I'm just saying it's because there's kind of a lull in the action right now with CM Clunk and him hitting the corner like that, him hitting the uh, the ring post through the yeah. room. But when they wanted to build the Walmart there, and for those of you not from Hopkinsville, you have to just look this up in the map. When they wanted to build the Walmart, the powers that be in the town did not want the Walmart built for they said it would actually take away from the businesses downtown. And of course, a lot of people had to explain to them, no, your bad business practices, you overselling old stuff at, at too high of a price is what's making your business. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that your all your stores smell like mothballs, but <laughs> and so 
to get around that, Walmart built, you know, this is when they were building the Super Walmart to replace the, the regular Walmart that was across the street from the McDonald's I used to work at there for Campbell Boulevard. Yep. And so they built Which it is, just that. Yeah, it's a big loss now. Yep. And they built the Walmart just outside the town limits. Of course, you know where it's at now. Yeah. And so and that, that's a lot of tax revenue that they were not going to be getting. So they moved the town limits. Yeah. Then, then these other stores started doing the same thing. That's all why all of a sudden now you had this big long line of stores and restaurants going all the way down 41 coming off the boulevard heading towards Fort Campbell. It's actually more grown up now than what the boulevard is. It seems like everything yeah. shifted. Yeah, it really is. And, <laughs> and, like, and, and downtown Hawkinsville is just a ghost town now. It, it really is. Yeah. We noticed that last time we were there and that was uh, actually last year. Um, the kids and I, we went down there because my, it was my mom's birthday here. She turned 70 and she wanted her grandkids to be there for right. her birthday. So um, and Tawana couldn't go because she had had a, a different procedure done on her back and she actually couldn't travel. Uh, okay, John, what'd you do your leg? I see you lamping. And actually how he wrestles in those shoes too, because I, I actually heard part of a podcast today. They said, that's actually, it's kind of frowned upon because those shoes are really, really slick. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how he's, I mean, he makes it work, though. I'll, I'll give him he that. He does. Oh, ooh, okay. Yeah, you don't... I know you see it more than what you used to, but normally they, they attempt that suplex. They're trying to suplex him out of the ring. It, it normally goes the other way, but no, not this one. Yeah. They're getting, they're catching their breath real quick here on the floor. Yeah, that's a pretty stiff bump right there. Yeah, it is. I remember seeing uh, Punk had put on Twitter, this was like, years ago that he said that John Cena was actually one of his favorite opponents because he's like they just instantly clicked he's like and we didn't really have to talk about much we could just go out there and work and you know always have he said he always had a good time wrestling John Cena because he always knew he would have a good match and John doing that that almost fisherman suplex again he just used it just to get him over instead of pulling the trunks In case anybody's wondering, because we had that pause, we are at 2, 226, 07, 08, 09, 10. What would you call that move? Um... I'm not sure what that's supposed to be. I mean, it looks effective, but I don't yeah. know what it's. It looks like a good move. It was like a, almost a power slam rock bottom. So we'll just call it the power yeah. bottom. <laughs> 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 or rock slam. I mean, I don't, 
Yeah. Either way, I mean, I could see somebody using that as a finishing move. Yeah. I'm curious to see what Punk's finisher is going to be. I'm curious to see what Punk's finisher is going to be in AEW. If he's still going to use sure. the GTS or. All right. Now, since we do know this match is pretty long, so I am, I, as soon as this series, this move right here, oh, he's got a normal stretch. I'm going to pause it for a commercial break. And for this time, we're going to have a special person doing the countdown. It's going to be my son. And we're getting ready to start again. We're at timestamp is two hours, 27 minutes and 25 seconds. So, Leighton, if you're just speaking to the microphone, you just say three, two, one, go. Three, two, one, go. Thank you. Love you, Bob. Good job. <laughs> Dwayne said good job, Bob. Now he's going to go back to playing Fallout 4. <laughs> oh, look at somebody back there rocking the Bon Jovi shirt. Did you see that? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, the slippery one wet. Yeah, now yeah. he's sitting down and he's apparently taking selfies. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't think those, I didn't think any of those shirts still existed. I know. <laughs> and although I will have to say this morning, actually yesterday afternoon driving home, I had it on. Uh, hair nation on the serious channel yeah and they were playing wanted dead or alive and i'm not gonna lie i was just sitting there just singing it. i was belting it out and oh I rock, I rock out every time that's as i've gotten older that is like my bon jovi song that's my favorite yeah. bon jovi song and yeah i belt it out every time i hear it yeah and this morning i heard runaway same same thing and runaway i mean i didn't really hear a lot until I've heard it obviously before, but since, you know, started listening to everything on Sirius, I heard a lot more because uh, even with satellite radio, they run the same, I guess, issue that you hear on regular terrestrial radio is you hear a lot of the same songs over and over again. Yeah. 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 But that was not a bad song. I mean, one dead or alive. I mean, and, you know, you and I both would just belt it out if we hear it. And yeah, but, Runaway is not a bad song. It's like, but, it's not my, if I got to pick a Bon Jovi song, Runaway is not my go-to. Exactly. Uh, oh, John, you're going to... He's going to do yeah, the look at, look at, hey, the man looks exhausted. And he got kicked in the head. <laughs> yeah, John, he can see you. He just kicked you in the face. Yeah. Okay, good knee in the back. He's out of the ring. And okay, oh, please don't do a suicide. Oh, I hate that move. I really do. You don't like uh, the that, suicide dive? Well, the, his actually wasn't bad. I never liked Dean Ambrose slash John Moxley. I've never liked his because it's like he just kind of, it's like he's jumping through the ropes and kind of pushes like, uh, that's yeah. it. Yeah, he just kind of pushed him. I always liked, um, you know, it always looks better when it's a cruiserweight doing it. But, yeah, you know, when it's a smaller guy doing it, it always looks better. But I always liked, uh Samoa Joe because he would throw that forearm yeah when he went through the ropes and see that's what if you're going to dive at him you need to do something that's going to cause some kind of impact I mean throwing the forearm yeah. or one of the there's some guy in a tuxedo there's a kid back there in a tuxedo <laughs> wow anyway um 
but one of the luchas, and I, I don't remember which one it was, he would, when he would do it, he'd go through the ropes, but he would actually churn sideways. So it's almost like he's hitting him with a, a body press. And I'm like, yeah. okay, that one's effective. And but yeah, just, I've seen that done before. I've watched um, Lucha Underground, and I've seen some of the luchadors do that. You can't see him. And the 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 slap in the head. <laughs> uh, turn to the hard camera. Um, that I think Punk was trying to land on his feet, so that was almost a botch. But either way, he managed to get out of the the AA. Yeah, the best uh, reversal of the AA I've ever seen was uh, Shawn Michaels. He did it. Um, I don't know if you ever saw the match. It was on Raw. They were in England, and uh, they they ended up using like the the rest of the TV time. Their match went like an hour, and oh, wow. John got him up in, in the AA. And when he went to flip him, Sean flipped all the way over, landed on his feet, and hit Sweet Chin music. Oh. I'm about to find that match now. I can't remember what episode of Raw it was, but it was it was Raw. It was in England, and it was it was a really good match. They went they went an hour because I think Edge was supposed to have a match, you know, after theirs, but they ate up all the TV time. So because the crowd was so into it, I guess I guess Vince was just like. John Cena's got this look like. Can we can we wrap this up? I'm tired. <laughs> I mean, I, obviously the man lifts a lot. I I don't know about his cardio routine though. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, he's lasting this long though, so I mean, yeah. I would guess that he does have some cardio thrown in there. And here's here's a question. Here's a question I've never asked you. What is your opinion about? like pro wrestlers physiques me personally i have always been like i like to see a guy that looks like a normal guy like looks like somebody that i would see it looks like us he looks like us just looks like a guy i would see out in public yeah. because it's like for me you know guys aren't just walking around look, like looking like john cena right and it's like for me it's the guys who look just like regular guys are more believe have always been more believable for me. It's easier to get behind them because we can yeah. we can kind of relate to them. We can see ourselves in them. Like right. CM Punk, CM Punk's physique for the most part looks normal. I mean, he looks yeah. athletic but not overly muscled. Right. Right. I mean, nothing against the guys who love the gym and work out and they're cut and everything cuz that's dedication that I just don't have, but <laughs> <laughs> like you said, I can get behind the guy that looks more like me. Right. And, and obviously, I mean, I used to work out a lot. I mean, I used to work out almost every day because, and part of that was being in the military. And my body, I mean, I actually did uh, through bad form, basically. I injured my back. I injured my, uh, my arm. Uh, and then from all the running, I've, you know, it did more damage to my back and injured my, uh, did a lot of damage to my knees. And that's actually why I actually, I'm actually, on 60% disability from the air force because oh. of 
yeah and unfortunately so now i can't work out the way i used to and i do know though i need to get back into like at least walking even if i can't run anymore because now i have arthritis and once you have arthritis it's hard to run and like i've had a lot yeah. of yeah i i was stationed <laughs> with the guy once he was a, a bona fide marathon runner and all of a sudden found out he had arthritis and it devastated him because now his doctor told him no more running yeah and i've been thinking about running here lately but my knees are kind of bad so that's probably not a good plan uh, and probably not because I know your back issues as well. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, we've never actually talked about that on the podcast, by the way. No, um, I told you I saw the X that uh, I saw the x-rays for, for, for the first time in 30 years when I went to the chiropractor. And how, how was it? Um, it's. It looks better than it. It looks better than it did before my surgery because that looked like a car wreck on the inside. But uh, you could still see where my spine is pushing. For those people that don't know me, I had um, I have scoliosis. Oh, when I was sixteen, I had major spinal surgery. My spine was shaped like an S, looked like the Superman symbol, and so I had to have surgery. And so they could correct it because it was too far gone for a brace or any other you know, preventative methods. So I had a surgery, they put titanium rods and brackets in to hold my spine in place. And they, they're still there. And that was over 30 years ago. But, but you can tell, even with all that in there, my spine still pushes. Some of those brackets are kind of pushed out a little bit, but they're not, they won't come loose because the way they're, there's hooks on the end of the brackets that are hooked, that are like literally hooked to the discs in my spine. So they won't come loose, but they, that's, my spine's like pushing, like, it's like, hey, I was comfortable before y'all came. So I'm just trying to push you out. Yeah. And I do remember when you left for that surgery and you came back and you were like two or three inches taller. Yeah, I was five, I was 5'11" when I went into surgery and I was six foot three when I came out. Yeah. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, that is not an exaggeration. <laughs> and, and I think though, you've actually shrunk again though, because the last time we saw each other, we were about the same height again. Yeah. I've shrunk. Cause I'm, I'm back down to five eleven now. Yeah. And I'm, I'm six one or just under six one now. Cause I've also shrunk some. Man, but the doctor told me that would happen. He, he said, I've just, as I get older, my spine was going to compress. So, but that was, I mean, that was an experience. I had to completely relearn how to walk and everything. So, man, this, this match right here, I mean, I know we're kind of talking over, but man, this match is something else. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I'm Ooh. telling you, it's, it's really good. Man. Um, yeah, I remember because you had to donate a well, not donate, but you had to um, have a lot of blood taken out so they could actually have it ready for transfusions during the surgery, didn't they? Yeah, they had to do. Uh, they needed uh, four pints of four pints of my blood. So, like um, each week for a month, I gave a pint of blood before school. Wow. I just not yeah. think about that. Oh, so you were eating a lot of cookies about that time too. I, I would guess. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I was really hungry about that. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what John was just trying to do, but it didn't work out very well. That almost looked like a he he honestly looks legitimately fatigued. So maybe that's yeah, what it was. He looked blown up in this match, but I mean he's he he keeps he's, up, but you can tell he's well, you got to think, like, for every CM Punk and Daniel Bryan and guys like that he wrestled, he also wrestled, like, guys like The Miz or John Morrison or, like, bigger, you know, bigger guys with a slower pace. So he's not in the habit of having these, you know, quicker-paced matches. Now, I think The Miz is another one, and there's actually one of the episodes in the archives where we actually talk about the Miz, you know, is the hate justified um, or is the love justified? Because I think the Miz is, I think he's underrated. A lot of people don't give him the credit because of how he got into wrestling, but I think he has a lot of respect for the business and it makes him a lot better than what people uh, want to give him credit. Oh, for. I do too. As far as, as far as a worker goes, I mean, he's a decent wrestler as far as the, the in-ring mechanics go. I mean, I, I respect that you know he knew you know he had absolutely no wrestling experience before he got there and he's worked hard to get as good yes. as he's gotten but yes. the miz is one of the the best natural heels oh, i've he ever really seen is. it's he like really he knows he knows how to be a heel and he knows even when the crowd is cheering for him he knows exactly what to say to get those booze again yep and now him and jim or jim <laughs> him and morrison i just i'll just say the last name they're going to probably um more than likely they're going to have their own storyline because you know he turned on him again yep yeah i'm kind of glad at least it'll give them something else to do besides the whole maybe john morrison will stop doing the johnny drip drip stuff yes The AA, which is another one of those kind of, it's not that impressive of a move. It's, it is a fireman's carry, and you just kind of flip them. It's almost a, a power slam, but it's not even quite a power slam because you're yeah, not putting all your weight on it. I mean, it's, it's a trans, transition move that they yeah, made. It ex ex exactly. That, that I couldn't have put it better myself. Is that, you know, that's not, there's some finishers to where it's like, if you're looking at it from just a fight standpoint, it's like that's not putting anybody away. No, exactly. Yeah, that's not beating anybody in a fight. Now, a move like Sweet Chin Music, yeah, you kick somebody hard enough in the face, you can knock them out. Mm -hmm. That's believable. But yeah, the the AA is is just a glorified transition move. Now, one of the things they've been doing, and apparently they were doing it 10 years ago too, is don't help your opponent put you in a move. I've never understood that. Yeah, and it's like, don't, yeah. It's one thing, like the top rope move. It's one thing if you're going to the top rope to do something, like when Kurt Angle would do that leap to the top rope and kept somebody in a suplex. Yes. Because your opponent was going to do an offensive move from the top that's one thing but don't just sit in the corner and help your opponent lift you up on the top rope to do a move oh look at that 
nice Frankensteiner. Yeah. I always had to call it a Frankensteiner. That was the name I knew it as whenever it first started. And yeah, that was that's what I first knew it as. I didn't know it, it was called uh, Hurricane Rana until later. I heard it first time I even ever saw the move was Scott Steiner using it. I'll be honest with you, I've never liked to go to sleep move. You don't like to go to sleep? No, it it just it it yes, if you need somebody in the face, yeah, that part is legit. It's just the way he does it, it can't help but to look sloppy no matter how crispy he is doing it. it it's just the move itself. It doesn't matter who's doing you know, it. That's just, originally not his, you know that's not his original, you know that's not his move. He he borrowed it from somebody else. Really? Yeah, he borrowed it from Kenta, who is, uh, he was, um, he was a big deal. He's a big deal in Japan because he's back in Japan now. Okay. He uh, wrestled in Ring of Honor some. Uh, he was uh, Hideo Itami in NXT. Um, he was the originator of the Go to Sleep. He still uses it to this day. Hey, there's a guy who was almost John Cena's stepfather-in-law. Yep. Old Johnny Ace. Yep. Hey, boss. Hey. Clown shoes, as CM Punk called him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's one of those. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, we're speaking from fans' perspective. So we, we weren't there. We don't know. But I've heard so much about John Laurinaitis that, oh, who just got punched right in the face oh yeah he got <laughs> yeah he did but i've heard a lot of negative stuff about him coming from like jim Cornette. uh bruce pritchard has actually said some things about him and he just sounds like somebody he's almost kind of shady and but yeah. he was the one he, you know he had the divas not yeah you know, he was the one doing the diva search and ended up marrying the diva's mother like i said and that, yep. and that's just creepy yeah, that's just, oh. yeah. Hold on, I am going to have to turn this. Oh, yeah. For this part, yeah. Yeah. And new no, caught it. <laughs> it wasn't Howard Finkel, but it was somebody trying to channel Howard Finkel. Yeah. I think that was Justin Roberts. Who, uh, okay. Vince's face is priceless. And ladies and gentlemen, in, in one hour and fourteen minutes, CM Punk is no longer an employee of WWE. In one hour and fourteen minutes, and uh, what they're talking about there. Like his contract was legitimately up that day. He yes. just he was he signed a new contract right before the pay per view started. Yep, that was actually something I read um, earlier. I'm actually going to well, actually, you know, it's it, it's almost played out. It's almost done. So, all right, uh, all right, give me that, uh, give me Alberta lighter. Come on, cash it in. Get Alberta lighter now. Come on, let's go. Get him out here. Oh my God. Okay, we're gonna have two matches on the watch along. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was one of the things when I was reading about the uh, the match results for this pay-per-view earlier today. And I didn't even think about it, how they would have separate ladder matches. Yeah. They had separate yeah. ladder matches, one for Raw, one for SmackDown. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I don't know why my... There we go. All right. And my volume was acting all crazy. <laughs> that cash in did not work. <laughs> nope. Uh, there's the podium. That's when they were still doing the, the anonymous raw general manager. Oh, and who did they try? To, was it Hornswoggle or something? Because I don't think they ever had it. I think it was one of those they didn't have a, an actual idea of how it was going to end. So they just threw Hornswoggle in there at the end. See, it makes me wonder if, you know, Hornswoggle wasn't the original Black Scorpion, too. <laughs> Sting. Sting. <laughs> so. Now, as good as this match was and as hot as this angle was, they did everything in their power to mess it up. Yep, and because they should have like he was only off TV I think for like three weeks before he came back, and of course, you know they they acted like they couldn't go without the championship, so they have the they have a tournament to crown a new champion. Rey Mysterio wins, then Cena goads him into in classic heel Cena fashion. You know he he goads Ray into giving him a title match. And Ray does. So Ray's WWE champion for like two hours and then loses it to Cena. And then Punk comes out. They should have kept Punk off TV, in my opinion, for like months. Yeah. And have him and they they could have used that as a segue to have relationships with other companies because they could have had Punk show up in different wrestling companies with the WWE title. You know, playing up the fact that he's gone rogue. And then at Survivor Series, they could have had him come back, maybe defend against Cena. You know, Cena gets his rematch or whatever. But they should have played that whole thing out, not just try to. But of course, you know, they're not they're not known anymore for their long term booking. So no, they're known for month to month, and sometimes yeah. like you know, two weeks yeah, to two weeks, or you know, for some ratings or uh, a pay per view moment. And I just watched that match. I mean, I was very impressed. I can see now why you're saying it's one of the best matches you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. that that was good. That was some old school chain wrestling. When I like, you don't see those a lot of times now because they say, well, the fans don't like it because they're basically rest holds. And but they didn't hold them long enough to be a rest hold. I mean, there would be matches. Oh. In, yeah, you remember the back of the day? I mean, you'd have matches. It was like somebody's holding a headlock for ten minutes. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. but it always it still kept our interest. Yeah, because you're still wondering what they're going to do next. It's like nowadays when you have a guy that, because Randy Orton's notorious for the for the chin lock rest hold, but it's like it's gotten to a point where it's not like it's not where you're thinking what are they going to do next. You're just like do something because I'm tired of seeing this headlock. Yeah, and I I miss wrestling like. 
that, like what we just saw. Yeah, it, me too. Absolutely. I, I mean, I really do. And so in that aspect, yeah, I'm glad to see CM Punk's coming back. Now, I know this was 10 years ago, and so he's 10 years older, and he's going to have ring rust. We're, we're pretty sure about that because everybody gets ring rust. Yeah, especially and, after a seven-year layoff. Right. And I'm just curious to see how it's going to start out first. But if he's going to get Darby Allen, you know, if they're starting that, I mean, I think those will be some pretty good matches. Yes. You know, Matt Hardy is still there. And Matt Hardy, you know, is also in his 40s. And he's not as, I guess, robust. I guess his aerial is what he used to be. Because, yeah. well, he's in his 40s. And right. If you watch him the way he moves, I mean, he looks stiff, and you're like, "That's real," because of all the damage he's done. Not as oh, bad yeah. as Jeff, but Jeff is gonna. I I hate it for Jeff because you know that's his claim to fame is jumping off stuff. You know, he's people like, forget people forget that he's actually a good wrestler. Yeah, but his what he's going to be remembered for is the Daredevil stuff, and I'm afraid by the time he's sixty, he's not going to be able to walk. He's like a skinny McFoley. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, but who else right now do you think in AEW? I mean, and there's a lot of names I mean we could throw out, but I could see him and, and um Malachi Black having some good matches. Uh they're um, actually training together. I saw that on Twitter okay. earlier. They posted a picture of uh them together and uh they're actually training together. So um yeah, that would be good. Um Punk and Cody, the promos alone are going to talk people into the mm -hmm. building. Uh, that would be good. Uh, Punk and Jungle Boy, yeah. uh, him, him and uh, Adam Page. Adam Page is out right now because his uh, uh, his first child's being born. Okay, so they kind of wrote him off TV for a while so he can you know spend time with his family. But I could see him and Adam Page doing some good work. Uh, there's a lot of young talent, and for every for everybody who says that AEW is just uh, all about the WWE castoffs, and they have picked up quite a few people from WWE, but they've made the most of all of everybody they've picked up. They've done something with, but they have a a whole lot of young talent that WWE just does not have. Right. I mean, I take that back. WWE has young talent, but they're not using their young talent. AEW is actually putting their younger talent front and center on television and pay-per-view and making sure the world sees what these people can do. And like we've said this before also, WWE, they are making a lot of the same mistakes that led WCW to crash and burn. Yes, and they, I, I just don't get it. It's like, and it's got to be frustrating for Triple H because Triple H has a extreme a lot of respect for wrestling and the history of wrestling. And you know, Triple H is looking at all these other companies, mm -hmm. seeing what they're doing, and you know, he's like, we have the resources to do this and possibly do it better, but the old man's not letting us do it right instead they would have a budget okay let's buy a whole bunch of guitars so we can destroy them yeah let's go buy a whole bunch of trombones and these were trigger trombones which are not cheap 
you know, you're talking at least a thousand dollars per trombone and, you know, for yeah. Xavier Woods and then let's, well, let's destroy those trombones. And every time they do that, just as a musician, I'm just about ready to cry. I go, no, what are y'all doing? You know, it's like, why don't y'all donate these instruments to a local school? Yeah, you exactly. Know, you know, the guitars, why don't you don't, instead of destroying them, because I mean, they're actually, they may have gimmicked them up. So they would actually um, fall apart easier or, or, splinter a little bit easier but they were still yeah. fender acoustics and I, I hated seeing that crap and I, now apparently elias isn't going to be doing the stuff with the guitar anymore anyway yeah i saw that and i don't know i don't know what they're going to do with that but they just they they had a they had a perfect gimmick with him and they just ruined that too and part of that they couldn't decide if he was going to be face or heel yeah and he didn't have to be either. He could have just went out there. Just went out there. And did his thing. Crowd, yeah. The crowds were loving it. Even if they were booing him, they were still loving it. They were loving to boo him. So just yeah. let him do his thing. And he'd say WWE stands for Walk with Elias. Walk with Elias, yeah. Yeah, and it was it was perfect. And so they're cheering him. Yeah, and they're like, well, they're cheering him, so we've got to make him a face. But when he became a face, he couldn't get as mean in his, his promos. Right. And because when he was in Columbus, Ohio, and he was talking about, yeah, this name is Christopher Columbus. And I'm pretty sure that if he knew what a crap hole this is, he would have turned right back around and went back. <laughs> you know, talking <laughs> about it, you know, instead of having this town named after him, no, he would have turned right back around and went home. And of course, that was also the same one where um, Alexa Bliss, she actually came out. And she's like, hey, watch this. Oh, wait. You know, trust me, it gets annoying. If, if you're not from, ladies and gentlemen, okay, all my friends here from Ohio who are listening, if you're not from Ohio, and but you live in Ohio, and all you hear is the OHIO all the time, it gets pretty annoying. <laughs> I'm just going to throw it out there. <laughs> but she did that a couple of times, the OH in the crowd, Ohio, and then she said, yes, yeah, see what kind of brain dead people we have. And she was saying that to yeah. Elias. And, <laughs> but but back to the whole CM Punk thing in this match, and I was reading about the aftermath, and yeah, the title did, you know, they, because like you said, they had that weird tournament because yeah. they were negating his title win, and um, and, but then he eventually did get it. Then uh, and he now has the the sixth longest reign in WWE history for that title. Yeah, but but they they screwed up the first reign because. He wins at Money in the Bank. You know, Cena wins. Mysterio wins the tournament. Cena beats Mysterio. So then they have them, those two go to get, go, you know, to determine the undisputed WWE champion at SummerSlam that year. Punk wins. Of course, they didn't let him beat him clean. Cena's leg was on the rope. Triple H was the ref and didn't right. see it. Then Kevin Nash comes out, attacks CM Punk. Then, uh, Del Rio comes out, cashes in money in the bank. So then Punk's chasing the title until Survivor Series. And then uh, Punk beats Del Rio at Survivor Series and then starts on the historic reign. But they could have, that, that reign could have had so many more days to it if they hadn't just messed with it when he first won. 
Right. And I think that the animosity between CM Punk and Vince, I mean, I think that is, well, obviously we know now a lot of it probably yeah. was real. And yeah. a lot of the animosity between him and, him and, and Paul Levesque, Triple H, yeah. was real. And not against John Cena, because they like said John Cena is one of his favorite opponents because they work so well together. Right. But John Cena wasn't in management. Now, John Cena has stroke. Everybody knows that. Yeah. But but he's actually not in management. Not yet, anyway. I could see him getting into an executive position later on down the yeah. road. When he's not, you know, when he's not making movies. <laughs> but we know, like I said, we know now because it was less than three years later that Punk walked. He, he actually yeah. walked for real. Yeah. And we know why, because he... he was being promised a lot of stuff. When he's talking about, I want my name on all the all the silverware, you know, the plates, the yeah. the cups, the everything. Well, because they were doing that with Cena, and then later on, of course, there he he wanted to add, who was he was who did he want as a spot? He wanted to actually wear like a sponsor on part of his shorts. Or yeah, and they said no, but then they let Lesnar do Jimmy Jaws. Yes. Yeah. And, and he, he mentioned that too. He's like, so it wasn't okay when I asked to put a corporate logo on my gear, but then Lesnar gets to put a corporate logo on his shorts and it's fine. Right. And even if they want to say, well, Lesnar already had that sponsorship, that it doesn't make it okay. It doesn't mean he had to carry it over to WWE. Right. Just because he had that sponsorship in UFC. Right. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I like me some Jimmy John's. They are freaky fast. And, you know, in fact, the Hunter's Club, that's actually one of my favorite sandwiches when I get them. <laughs> we have we have one right by my office I can just walk to. Oh, okay. So, um, but it's not right. You're letting one person and that one person who obviously just came back. And I know some of our listeners are, you know, some of our listener is a big fan. Yeah. I, but I've stated my opinions on him, and yeah, he is legit. But I don't think he's the greatest for wrestling. All, all you're going to do is pop a rating. Yes, you're going to get you're going to get people to come, and yes, you're going to get the people to come watch him. It's not going to last that long, and you're and you're paying him more money than anybody else. And now we're we're they haven't actually said it, but we're having a sneaking suspicion that all these wrestlers that they let go to free up money was to go pay part of his salary you know or part yeah. of that money would go pay his salary some may have gone to goldberg yeah and so they're popping a rating but what do you do once that rating gets popped you can't, exactly you have, to, you have to do something to maintain it yeah so, and that's the thing they never do that anymore they just worry about popping a rating from you know but it's like they never they never build the content to sustain the same rating Right. And so here, here it is 10 years later, the very man who we just watched win that, who was causing some controversy back then because of some real life friction between him and management has now joined their biggest competitor. Yeah. And a very legitimate competitor who could, if they were to go battle head to head, they could end up buying them out because Tony Khan and really his dad, they got that money from all. They all, have the money to do so. Yep, because now they own AEW, obviously, but they also own Jackson Jaguars, and they own the Fulham Football Club over in England. So, oh, 
they yeah. own that one. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're part of the championship league right now. They're not Premier oh, okay. League yet. So they I don't know where they stand within the champions uh championship league. Uh they I don't know if they're near the top or what, but um but that's you know how they do that. It's actually a sort of another. I actually like the way they they move back and forth. If you're if you can't handle that league, if you're bottom three, right. you move down to the next one. If you're the top three, this one you move up. So, but either way, I mean, I'm pretty sure that Fulham is making them enough money. Well, it made them enough money that they bought the Jacksonville Jaguars, and yeah. they have some other business ventures. So yeah, they're they're not somebody like a Dixie Carter who really didn't know anything about wrestling. And just kind of got talked into investing, and then she, she got, and she did get invested in it. But yeah, she got invested in it. But it was like it always seemed like more of a pet project for her. It was kind of right. something like her daddy gave her this wrestling company to run, and she really didn't know what she was doing, which is obvious when she, against everybody's, you know, concerns, hired Hogan and Bischoff who proceeded to start doing the same stuff they did in WCW. Yes. And of course, the ironic thing about that is her, her daddy gave her that, her, that wrestling company here, go, go. That's the same thing Vince senior did with Vince jr. Yeah. For Vince jr. Actually did. Understand. Actually yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I'm now, and I, I think I, I, probably speaking for the world when i say we're all curious as to what's going to happen with AEW. now they're getting a lot more viewers because cm punk is there because now everybody's wanting to see what is next in aew they have punk now and they have a lot of these other ones that the wwe just let go like a mirror yep. like malachi yep. black i mean all these folks and it was actually AEW was started by someone who left wwe because he was being treated right that was cody yeah and but now they got a a big big um win in their if you want to call it a war yeah but really who wins out is the fans because well you would think that both the companies would be trying to push the product to be as good as what it could possibly be aew is doing that wwe is kind of sticking with that same formula and they're not getting Look, you can bring back Brock Lesnar once every year and a half, two years, like you've been doing to pop that rating. But unless you improve Raw, unless you actually have more wrestling on the wrestling show, yeah, that's supposed to be your flagship show. For one thing, it's too long, and you yeah. don't need you don't need three hours. Two hours is going to be that should be sufficient. And they're only doing that for the advertising money. Yeah. And, that's the only reason they're sticking with that third hour is for the advertising money and they're advertising which cuts into the matches they'll have the, and they've been doing this for years now the 20 minute promo to start it off then they'll have a match that uh, a 10 minute no, actually not even a 10 minute match sometimes it'll be like about a six minute match that'll have two commercial breaks yeah uh, anyway. which just ruins the flow of the match if, when you're watching it it just ruins the flow of the match when it really does Especially when they don't go back and show you, at least in the past, they used to go back and show you what you missed in what, the commercial. Right. Now they're just like, they just pick it up right after the commercial and you have no clue what happened. 
um, did you see happen to see the video when the Thunderdome actually you know what it was the Thunderdome had not started yet it was when the pandemic hit and so they were just wrestling in an empty arena I know that Miss Bliss was one of the people in the ring they went to a commercial break well for us on the like the east coast and in, in central time zone we saw commercials the west right. coast still had the cameras on the ring and they just stopped wrestling like okay let's take a break for a second while they're in a commercial break oh wow yeah so the people saw them just kind of sitting there just hanging out uh but okay commercial's almost over okay now let's get back into it yeah and it's all also um because you you've seen raw and or smackdown live uh, I haven't seen, uh, actually, yes, I have. Um, I've seen, I've been to a few house shows in uh, Cape Girardeau and I did see them, yeah. Uh, well, I'm talking about an actual like Raw show or SmackDown no, show. No, I've never seen a Raw or an actual Raw or SmackDown. I've just seen the house shows. Okay. Um, you know how sometimes they'll, somebody will be coming into the ring and you, and you see their entrance music and then they'll go to a commercial before it starts. And yeah. when you come back, the music is still playing. Yeah. When it goes to a commercial, they stop the music. Thank God. <laughs> because <laughs> that would drive you nuts because, I mean, it is so loud in those arenas uh, when that music is on. And that would just drive you nuts mm -hmm. to see their music, you know, going for like an extra two minutes. Yeah. But yeah, but once right before it comes back commercial break, they're turning the music back on, you know. So it's mm -hmm. like, okay. So it's, the weird thing about being at one of the shows, yeah, it's cool to be at the show, but in a way, a lot of the magic is also lost that you would normally see on TV. Yeah. Um, but on that note i think this coming monday we kind of do what we did this past monday because there's been so much stuff happening we kind of let it roll organically and we'll figure out just by whatever events happen i know there's not a pay-per-view this weekend for wwe but but we we do have uh rampage tomorrow night yeah. and then there's also smackdown tomorrow night and i'm kind of curious to see what it's going to be going on with Becky Lynch. Are they going to turn her heel? I don't think it'll work. I don't either, but that's the plan. The plan is for her to be, because she she requested to be heel when she was coming back. And so I, they, they went ahead with it. So she's going to be the top female heel on SmackDown. And Bianca's going to feud with her for the title. And then Brock is being going to be positioned as the top babyface on SmackDown to feud with Roman. Oh wow, Brock is as Brock is a face and Brock on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, after one show, he may go to him. You know, we hear him say that that'll work for me, brother. Yeah, it'll work for me, brother. I need to go to Raw. I need to go to Raw. <laughs> I'm, I'm on Raw. I don't I don't do SmackDown. Yeah, you know, and I need to go to Raw. So, uh, but yeah, we'll figure it out as it goes. And because that's actually been working out pretty well. Uh, I do want to mention the new wrestling TV show. It's actually a drama show. And there's really not a lot of wrestling in it. But the show is still really good called Heels. And for all the parents out there who enjoy watching wrestling with your kids, I will give you a warning. If you don't already know, that show is definitely not kid-friendly. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet, but you've told me that it's definitely not one to watch with the kids. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's one thing, you know, because it has, it does have the language, it is on stars. And so you got to think it's, you know, whatever you can do, like on stars, HBO, any of the movie channels, you can actually right. do the show. That includes some other adult things. 
I didn't mind. Right. I'm not, not going to lie. I mean, <laughs> right. As a dude, I didn't mind, but yeah, but you're an adult. So I'm an adult. And especially episode number two, I mean, it goes right into, yeah, this is definitely not kid friendly. (laughs) But the show is really good. However, I, we would not be reviewing the shows because we are family friendly. Right. And the show itself is not, but I do recommend that you watch the show because it is really good. It shows uh, a pretty gritty, realistic look at the wrestlers when they're not wrestling when they actually have their families and some of the other things that you don't see obviously on tv about running a wrestling business and especially running a small wrestling business right and it it is it is pretty interesting and speaking of cm punk he's actually supposed to be on episode three yeah i saw that online so i'm i'm definitely gonna have to go watch the other two the first two episodes so be ready for that third one yep if you have uh the stars app or if you just have stars on your tv it's actually they have been putting it on on demand so oh, okay yeah so if you don't catch it first time or if you don't record it you can always catch it on there well, like i said i highly recommend it and i'm actually like i mentioned before about the nwf show i'm actually going to miss it but if anybody is in the cincinnati area go check it out it's in fairfield at the brewery hold on let me get you a good address for that um if I, you know what go to my facebook go to my you know twitter you know for the podcast and i've actually shared it on there so just a big flyer you can always see it on there but yeah the in this next month here in this local area there's gonna be a lot of independent wrestling between the nwf and another company called ascend they're gonna have the show just right down the road from it's gonna have carlito he's gonna be there cool yeah and you know he's you know he's spits in the face of people who aren't cool. Exactly. So, <laughs> but in the meantime, we're going to go ahead and and call this a sh- uh, call call the show. We'll call it a wrap. And I'll be talking at you, dude. Right. God bless. All right. God bless. Bye.